This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Another hot Tuesday down the shore, or wherever you might be, at East Coast Aries in New York City as we tape this. I'm not really down the shore, but kind of halfway there. I'm like 30 minutes from Al, 40 minutes from Eddie, so right in the middle. Eddie Scazzeri joins me. He's in for Al, who's on vacation. Eddie, how are you? Hello, podcast people. Let me ask you this. Al's got a vacation, but I don't think he's doing any. I don't believe he's doing anything. I don't think he went to, like, St. Thomas or anything like that. Do you think I have a game down the shore tonight? Do I let him know? Or do I not? Because in the past, he's always told me, if you're ever playing close to me, let me know. Or do I not bother? I would say, uh, yeah, let him know. Because he might actually be looking for something to do. An outlet to get out of the condo. Correct. I would agree. So as we speak, so I think I'll do that. I will. Why not? It doesn't hurt. I'm not hurting anybody. Um, as we speak, we are having our gutters cleaned for the first time since we moved into this house, which is something I didn't do once in my previous home that we lived in for 10 years uh, when we moved in, we had new gu- we had new siding done, you know, in the other house, and then we had new gutters put in, and they had the gutter guards, and there was never a, a need to have them cleaned out. In this house, uh, we have the gutter guards in as well, except birds got into a couple of them and created nests and eggs, and it was really um, a problem because they created a log jam in the downspout, which then had the water back up and then found a crease in the cement, and then that backed up into the basement when we had a bad storm a few weeks ago. So we're having the gutters cleaned, and here's my question to you, sir. So I used Home Advisor because I don't know anybody that cleans gutters, and I prepaid for it. Now, we paid like, I want to say it's 275 or so to do that. The guy's here for maybe 20 minutes. What kind of tip do you give him? Wow. And it's so hot, too. Um, but 20 minutes. And it, Yeah, 275. I mean, Which max. I thought was steep. Yes. I would say, I would say you're okay with 40 bucks. $40? One guy? For 20 minutes? All right, $25. And he's up there with a snow. He's up there with a, a leaf blower. I don't think he's doing anything. 20, 25? I, I was thinking 20 bucks. Okay. $40. I, yeah. Well, no, all right. No, let's see. And your because, house isn't, is it two story? Yes. Now, my first, my first guess was 50 bucks. That's what I thought. I thought he'd be here. The way they made it seem was that he'd be here for two hours. He was in and out in maybe not even 20 minutes. Yeah, it might have been 15 to 20 minutes. I mean, I'm thinking, what the hell did I just pay $275 for? And also, he was they put it off a few times. Correct? Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, I would say 2025 is fine. I was originally like you going to say 50, but then you said the time length. I said maybe max 40, but I think you're fine with 2025. I agree. I totally. All right, good. I'm making sure because it's something even on the warm-up show, which is coming up with G in a little while, I think we went over, we've talked about something, not this, but it was something that Al and I always talk about, like the, whatever happened to 100 bucks. Like it's just it's nothing. It is nothing. Yeah, you could drop you drop two fifty at the grocery store, easy. Especially yeah. if you're you know shopping for a couple of weeks. How about when you go to Costco? Like we went to Costco yesterday, me and my wife, and we didn't exactly load up. I mean, it was we got some things, and we always you know try and figure out when we get to the to the register. All right, what do you think? And so I'm looking at everything. She's like two thirty. I'm like two thirty. Like come on, so I said like one ninety seven, and it was like two fifteen, yeah. and it's it wasn't even it was not much of sub, but everything at Costco is fifteen dollars, and it's just it's insane. And then you, I'm with you. You go she goes uh, shopping at the supermarket, and if you don't go every week, and you get you know backed up with what you need, you fill up a cart, and sometimes you need like another one to finish. Yeah, a hundred dollars has become twenty dollars. It's obsolete. How about when you go to dinner and you have, let's say, uh, a, you have two drinks, your wife has one. Dinner's 100 bucks minimum. Easy. At a nice restaurant, easy. Oh, a nice restaurant, restaurant, you're going into the 150 uh, area now. I mean, and then with my kids, because I've got my little guy's 10 now, he's been eating off the uh, adult menu for at least eh, three years, I would say. We go out to dinner. God forbid me and my wife have a drink or two each. I mean, that's $150 now. So it is amazing. And then how about when you fix a car? Oh, yeah, please. I mean, it is absolutely remarkable. So, yeah, 275 to fix the gutters. Not great. Did you ever have a pool growing up? I did have a pool, above ground pool. Now, who took care of that pool? Did you have a pool boy, pool no. girl, or did you do it? Yeah, the pool boy was my dad. And was he good at it? Yes. He actually he he knew about, like, the chemicals in the – because he was a chemistry major in right. school. Um, and then did chemical stuff when he was in the army. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, he was very, very good at, at the pool stuff. And did you ever get into it or did you never have to take care of it? He never let me touch like the, the chemicals. Cause you know, I was, you know, when we got the pool, I was three years old. Right. Um, and we had the pool for, you know, probably until I was, in my uh, late teens or early teens, I would say, and then it was knocked down. Yeah, and I used to do the this the 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 skimming stuff, and I used to help him when we opened the pool each year and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, he handled all the chlorine and all the the filter stuff. Because I'm terrible with maintaining a pool, so much so um, that every year, usually, I would have to drain the pool. <laughs> And refill it at least twice a summer. Uh, yeah, terrible. Just embarrassing. But that was me. And so when we moved into this house, the pool was a lot bigger than what we had in the other house. So I found a guy to do it and very reasonably priced, not a lot of money. And it's and this is our third summer. We've never had an issue with the water. I mean, this guy keeps it crystal clear. But I got to tell you, right now, it's starting to get slightly cloudy. And he comes, he tests it. The water's good. Everything's fine. But you know what? It's not perfect right now. I'm wondering where I was going. Is it the excessive heat that is, you know, really turning? It's it's not green. It's nothing like that. But it's almost filmy. Like, it's just not crystal clear like it should be. And between the shock and the chlorine, I don't know what else you do to it. 
and it seems like he's doing everything he can, and he just can't get it back, and it's bothering me. Yeah, I would imagine, although yeah, I would have to Google it to make sure, but I would imagine the heat sort of uh, reduces the efficacy of the chemicals. So I think it's probably the, I mean, it's been, you know, 98 degrees for five days. So It has. I would say it's got to be the high heat. I would That would be my guess. The high heat, yeah. It's very bothersome, though. You know, especially when you have it taken care of and it's just not working out for you. Now, were you the type, because this is something parents deal with all the time, were you the type like you didn't want to go in the pool and your parents made you go in the pool? If it was too cold, you were out? Or was it the doors were locked, stay out there till we tell you to come in? Yeah, no, I was, I could not wait to get into the pool for a great deal of my childhood. And when I got into high school, you know, obviously things change, your mentality changes. But from when I was a very small child till probably I was 14 or 15 years old, I could not get enough of it. Maria, and when it didn't matter if the water was cold, you'd be in. Oh, in, absolutely. And I would like, you know, be wanting to go in, you know, wanting him to open up the pool as early as possible and close it as late as possible. See, and that's the part of me. See, the water right now is so warm. I bought in the beginning of the – it's so interesting because we weren't doing uh, many trips this year. You know, we tried to do two or three a summer, and this year we decided we weren't really doing any because we had a baseball trip planned in August for um, Joseph's team. So that was all we were going to do, and I was going to put the extra money towards a heater because I really believe if the water's warm enough, you can really get – I'm not going to say April, but you get all all of May out of it, and you could very comfortably get all of September out of it. And then you're kind of stretching the season, and you get more use out of it. And then everything happened, and all of a sudden it was like, you know what? Pay cuts, losing these bones. I mean, everything happened. I was like, you know what? We're not doing anything. So I bought a solar heater. And I don't mean the car, the one that goes over the pool. I bought one of those black 40-foot panels where the water goes through in little um, you know, little uh, tubes through, and then it comes out warm. I got to tell you, it works well. Not great. It's not a heater, but it does take the sting out of the water. But my point is the water's so warm right now, it makes me long for, you know, I was one when it was cold. I was out. I just don't like the idea of having to get used to the water. And it's just, it's that's the good thing about the heat. It's the water's warm, but not too warm. And you get right in and you feel good. And I love it. Right now, perfect. Absolutely perfect. That's the one good thing about the 98 degrees every day. Oh, so you actually like it being bath water? Not necessarily bath water. I hate when it's ice cold. I don't like when it's freezing cold. It's got to be still refreshing. I don't want the water to be 88 degrees. I'm not saying that. But I want it to be comfortable enough to where when I get in it, I'm not. It's not shocking my body. That's what I don't like. So over seventy degrees. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would say seventy-five is perfect. Yeah, I like the actual the Christmas, the refreshingness of a of a but little. But did your bit friends of, like it though? Uh, you know, as as kids, you know, we, nothing bothered us. We just jump in, and you know how kids are. They, they go outside when it's forty degrees, no jacket, and it doesn't seem to affect them. Not so much anymore. Mm. You've been out of the kid game a while. I guess so. You know, this was <laughs> you know, the 70s. Yeah, the problem now is they jump in and they're, ooh, it's freezing, and they're out. And, it's, and there's nothing worse than when the pool's ready and you have your, you know, your kid can have his friends over and they all jump in the pool and they're all out really quickly because it's too cold. And and I'm not the one to criticize anymore because then I get in it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not staying in this thing either. 
Oh no, so we, we were in all day. We had like we had like you know games and co- contests. We made up all these weird games and would have like you know crazy little mini Olympics. It was very very uh, a long 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 days in the pool. See now that sounds fun. Now when did you since you were such a pool kid? When did your love for like the cold in the winter come in? Like did you go skiing as a kid? No, no, I actually didn't even pick up skiing until I was over twenty, which is a problem because I didn't have that i didn't learn young enough to where i have no fear right so you know i learned as adults so there's a limit to what i can be just because of that mentality of of fear that you lose when you get on skis when you're three years old but uh i remember as a kid growing up uh when uh i my dad would come into my room to wake me up for school and he'd be like well, did you turn the radiator off i did I oh, always boy. loved it cold. And he goes, I can see my damn breath in here. What are you doing? So That cold? He, he, well, I, maybe he was exaggerating, but I'm sure it was like, you know, in the winter, it had to be 50 degrees. I wow. just, I always have loved being cool and cool temperatures. We have friends who the wife likes it really warm and the husband likes it really cold. So they've kind of compromised the house. They leave at like 74 or 75, which to me is warm. And in this, and then what they do is in bed, he's allowed to open the windows up in the winter. And she's, she's allowed on her side about 17 blankets. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, whatever you make it work, but in the summer I keep the AC on, uh, on 68. And in the uh, winter, I like to heat at 62. 62. Yeah. Are you crazy? I yes, apparently. Uh, what does your to, wife think about that? She uh, wears uh, jackets and with sweatshirts and stuff. Holy, mo- but her hands must be freezing. Yeah, it's a you know, it's a it's a one of the few points of contention. Now, uh, is that a compromise where she wants it at seventy two and you want it at fifty two? No, sixty two is good. I'm good with that. Oh my god, dude, that's brutal. We keep the house at seventy two all year round. Like I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Well, because I like it cold. But, but all right, it's ninety eight outside. You come inside at seventy two. It's pretty cold. Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, usually in the in the uh, AC sixty eight, heat sixty two, and then if I actually do feel cold, uh, which does happen as you get older, I'll crank it up to maybe sixty four, maybe sixty five if it's freezing. Good lord! That is, back to the skiing for a second. So because you start now, I didn't start skiing until I was seventeen myself, and I did it for. I guess Kim and I skied for about nine, ten years, and the last time we skied, no joke, was right before boy seventeen. Prior, yeah, prior mid twenties, we went to the Poconos, and I was I we stayed a night, and we got there, and we went right to this to the mountain, and I want to say the temperature was like four or five degrees, and we got on the lift, and I mean we just and then with the wind, it was brutal. We get down the mountain. I mean, it was so incredibly cold. You probably loved it. I hated it. We went right into the fire <laughs> and started having drinks, and that was the end of that. I don't. We have not skied since, which yeah, is amazing to me. Some of the coldest I've ever been has been on a ski lift uh, in in the wind. Yeah, um, and even that because if if the lift stops for just a second, which it can on windy days, it's uh, you know that even I uh, you know I start. Uh, being cold oh it's brutal and then the thing's blowing all over the place and it's freaky there's not like there's seat belts on those things no i mean if you ever think about 
you know, I know we all, we don't even realize it, but we're all signing waivers basically when we go ski. I guess that's what your bag, your tag is sure. essentially for. Yeah. Which I don't know if that holds up in court, by the way. But that having been said, we all basically sign the waivers. It's amazing to me that there aren't more accidents on those things on a yearly basis. Yeah. The, if there are, you don't hear of them. On the list. Well, they've gotten a lot better and they are a lot safer than they were, you know, even 20 years ago. Uh, but skiing itself, I mean, think about what you're doing. There's, you know, uh, I'm surprised people don't have more fatal accidents while skiing. And yeah. certainly there's, you know, I'm sure hundreds of blown knees every year. Well, I know this, and this probably goes back to your point about starting when we were, you know, older and what we felt comfortable with and what we didn't feel comfortable with. Um, when I hit, When I got to a point where I thought I was halfway decent at it, and I wasn't, but I thought I was. I went down a black diamond trail, and I wasn't down that mountain for longer than five seconds when I realized I might die on this mountain. I mean, it is. It's steep. It's bumpy with the moguls, and I basically uh, went down that hill on my rear end after I realized it was way beyond my skill level. And I think that stuff probably happens more than we realize, and I agree. The idea that we don't – maybe we, maybe it does happen. We just don't hear about it. But broken legs and arms, I mean, that stuff's got to happen all the time at these places. Yeah, and I, I actually – about after about four years of serious skiing, I uh, bought a helmet because I was, you know, I'm a kind of a spaz and I I had fallen a lot and I, you know, slid down and jammed myself, you know, hit my back really yeah. hard into ski guns, you know, the snow guns. Yeah. That was uh, not a good scene. No, not at all. It's very it's interesting that uh that you ended up that way. Uh real quick, so if I gave you the uh, free, if I gave you the option trip to Australia in the summer, or a trip to Maine in the winter, what would you take? Well, you you know, you, since you said Australia, which is on a, a place I would want to go, uh, regardless temperature out the window, I would be Australia, just because it's Australia. But if you offer me the Caribbean versus Maine, I'm going to Maine. So if I give you Hawaii or Maine, you would take Maine? Right now? I know now, that's not the Caribbean, but... Yeah. Now, I've been to Hawaii once. I was lucky enough to go once, um, so... I would say Maine. But any curse, so St. Thomas, St. Croix, Cancun, anywhere that I gave you in the south, off the coast, Aruba, uh, none of that interests you. No contest. Wow, that's interesting. And then you could basically give me the best skiing resort in the country in Utah, and I'd pass. So look how different we are. Mm -hmm. Makes the world go round. It does. Uh, Thank you, Eddie. That was very quick, actually. So Already? We're done. You can okay. go home now, but you got to do this, the, the SIA thing, and then we'll have um, the warm-up show, which is coming up in a little while. Me and Greg again, Al on uh, day two, pretty much through half of his vacation now, if you figure Friday was the best it was. Correct. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, he's halfway through, and then uh, away we go. So, yeah, you guys have a great day. Warm-up next, and Eddie will uh, give you the out. See you all! It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, Tuesday morning on the fan as I sit at home in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Not in the studio. We head out, I guess that'd be east, I suppose. Way out to the tip of Long Island, like near the Hamptons somewhere. Maybe not that far, but kind of close out there. His name's Greg Giannotti. He joins us for the five-hour party. What's up, Greg? 
What's happening, Jerry? How are you on this fine Tuesday morning? I got to tell you, not great. And I'll tell. And here's why: a couple of reasons, and they're both cornhole related and Yankee related. Well, let me tell you something. There's there's nothing more summer than I'm not doing great. Here are two reasons that have to do with cornhole and the Yankees. That uh, that makes me feel like it's right smack in the middle of summer. I would agree. Now it has nothing to do with playing the game. Not, nothing to do with that or or the league or anything. But I have had from. I guess when we first got the kids back on the field for batting practice about three weeks ago, I probably threw, I don't know, 150 pitches in the batting cage to them, where in the past, no issue. Rubber arm, not a big deal. Well, this time, something kind of popped that day that I did it, and so I stopped throwing for about a week or so, but everything was good, and so I went back to doing what I do. Well, this weekend, I kind of felt it a little bit, and then last night, about halfway through my cornhole match, I couldn't lift my arm over my head to where a friend of mine um, has has a physical therapist, Mulaney Physical Therapy in Madawan over here, came over. I'm like, dude, I need help. I don't know what's up with my arm. So he gave me a quick examination, and he's like, yeah, textbook. You've got rotator cuff tendonitis. Dude, I cannot move my arm this morning. It is brutal to where I played the rest of my match left-handed. Wow. So I remember it was a couple of weeks ago that you were doing some sort of stretches or whatever. Was that when you first started feeling yes. this? Yes. Yeah, that's tough, man. And it I, just I, doesn't go away. I remember when I was just like right after it's like sixth or seventh grade, there was a summer league team that I played in and there were two of us that pitched and nobody else pitched for whatever reason. So we pitched constantly. Uh, me and a kid named Jay Klein. And I remember getting elbow tendonitis and not being able to throw for the longest time. And it's painful, man. I mean, it hurts. It doesn't, it doesn't sound that painful. And people are like, oh, it's tendonitis, whatever. But no, it, it hurts, especially now that we're not, you know, spring chickens any longer. Uh, it's not like we're 80 years old, but, you know, these things tend to hurt a little bit more when you get them. So that stinks. You're not going to be able to throw for a while, right? He told me a month. Oh, that sucks for a baseball coach. It's terrible. Not only that, I went to pick up. I bought one of these like big um, outdoor stereos from uh, from Costco, yeah. and it's one of those things where it's got. I think the battery life, I believe, is a hundred and twenty-two hours or something. So on a full charge, it's got like a car battery in it. The thing's amazing. Um, and so I went to pick it up last night when we were all done. And I almost dropped it because my arm just gave out. Like man. And to your point about you know we're not eighty. It's so weird. When I feel good, I still feel like I'm 16 years old. But my God, when these aches and pains come, like my right now my shoulder, my back has been okay, but sometimes that too is an issue. I do feel like I'm 80. Yeah. And it, uh, you just don't know what, which day, how you're going to wake up and how you're going to feel. Oh, it's terrible. It's, and this isn't a frozen shoulder like Eddie had. I know what he had. This is a little different. This pain goes all the way up to my neck. Oh, it's just brutal. It's tough to sleep. Awful. <laughs> I know there's going to be some listeners that are in their 60s, 70s, maybe that that hear this and will laugh their ass off and they probably have a right to. But I have decided that that 35 is where things start to go downhill physically. That's what I've decided. Like prior to 34. Now I'm saying it it gets increasingly worse as you get older. But I remember like prior to 35 years old, there was nothing that really bothered me all that much physically I was fine it didn't matter I wasn't pulling muscles like I was and I was on the softball field I wasn't waking up and feeling achy and having to take a leave just because of something I did the day before I really do believe it starts at 35 and that's why I think some of these athletes that we see that are so well conditioned that are still playing you know 35 to 40 
those those guys that quarterbacks, whatever they're doing, are some of the most impressive people in the world. Because I, I think about being 38 and feeling the way I do on a daily basis, and I've barely done anything physically in my life. I can't even imagine how the hell guys get themselves ready at 38, 39, 40 years old. I mean, Jamal Crawford's, what, 40 years old? Yeah. And he's going to go play in this bubble for the Nets? I mean, he's a highly conditioned athlete, but still, it's like, how in the hell are you doing? That's why I got so much respect for Tom Brady, because you know the discipline he's had to have his entire yes. life to be able to do this is mind-blowing. Nutrition and sleep. Yep. Well, two, two things that yeah. um, we don't while do sleep, well. I don't do well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and nutrition, I you know, it's like anything. It's like in phases. You know, sometimes, sometimes I, I'm I'm in a really good run, and then there are other times I just I eat everything and you know parties, and it's usually because you end up with gatherings or parties on back to back days on the weekend, and it just blows up the entire diet. And you're not gonna go. I don't know if you've ever ever seen this guy, and I give him a lot of credit. But the guy that will pack his own food even to a barbecue, yeah, or I, even, it's pretty impressive. I don't know that I like. I know I couldn't do it, nor though do I want to do it. By the way, but that's the type of discipline some of these guys have. Yeah, I only did that for one month, doing that whole thirty where I would pack food to everything, whether it was a gathering, uh, whether it was some sort of dinner party or whatever. I mean, and I did that starting in September, so it was it was after the summer. There's still a lot of stuff going on. I mean, football season was torture because sure. I usually would just eat everything in the house on a Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I, I ended up doing that for a month. I couldn't do it probably, but that's when I was in danger territory. That's when I was up at 253 pounds and something had to change. So so that was that was tough. But people consistently do that every day. Uh, yeah, hats off. Now I'll give you another uh, injury story. This is of the pet variety though, unfortunately. So oh boy. Uh, yesterday during the show, I get uh, some text messages from my wife who's downstairs. Now, I'll give you some background on this. You know, we've got two dogs, and my mother-in-law has a dog that comes over a lot as well. So our, our dogs, dogs are old. Out. Yeah, they hang out. <laughs> come, they come around. They're, they're friends. There's a little coffee. <laughs> Better social life have. than we have. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so our, our dogs are old now. They're just It's just the way we've had them for a very long time. Like my bulldog is just turned ten years old. That's old for a bulldog. They're just we've had them. We've been very lucky to have them. And the Yorkie is fourteen. Yeah. So so the Yorkie is has been around and has been my wife's dog longer than I've known my wife. Wow. So that's that's how long they've been together. Now this Yorkie has had a tough run. He's very fragile. He's small. There was a point in his life where he still thought he could do certain things and couldn't, like when he jumped off a bed and then tore his ACL. Like he thought he could jump off the bed, even though we had stairs for him, and he just decided to jump, and he tore his ACL. And then, unfortunately, when Sabrina didn't understand as she was starting to learn her strength, you know, she picked him up, put him down. His hip goes out of place, right? Ooh. So we had to have hip surgery. So that's, that's two surgeries. We had an ACL surgery and hip surgery. So yesterday I'm getting a text message, you know, Romeo's limping. I think we should take him in. I said, oh, no. This poor dog has had. Take him know, in to he, put him down? or No, take no, him no, 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 not to, no, to, to get it checked out. Oh, oh okay. I got gotcha. you. Take him in to get him checked out to, to the vet. I mean, he is like the, the, the Jed Lowry of dogs. <laughs> so so we, we bring him into the vet, and lo and behold, it's his other hip now. Oh, boy. Yeah. So he is currently at the emergency vet, and he's going to have his second 
hip surgery <laughs> of his 14-year-old life. <laughs> and it's a it's another another 5k over yeah. to those people. I'm I mean, sure. they're going to they're going to build the Giannotti surgery wing in that place <laughs> because of, of all them. But I mean, you know, this is what you do. I mean, when you have a pet, this is what you do. I mean, he could he's still healthy. He's totally fine. I mean, he we and and they believe that he's going to be going through the surgery fine and he's going to be okay. I mean, obviously it's traumatic, but I can't have him walking around in pain, barely no. even walking in pain like that Not for the remainder him. of his life. So, I mean, we'll get the surgery done and hopefully he's got a couple more, you know, good years in him and we just have to make sure like I don't know how this happened this time or whether it was just gradual or whatever it was. Um but he's going to have to basically live his life in a, we, we created this big, not like the, the crate, but this big square thing because he can't be around anybody else because he's just, he's brittle. The, guy, the yeah. guy's like a, like, he's like Melba toast. Like at any point he could just crumble. Well, you know, it's uh, my grandma, I've told you this before, my grandmother had a Yorkshire Terrier and he lived to be, I think 20, maybe even 21. So you say a couple good years, you know what, you might get another four five six out of them so Got you don't it. know i mean so. it yeah very well could be and you know uh remember when i brought uh, one of my cats in about yes. two months ago mm-hmm. so that turned out to be by the way welcome to old man radio for the moment um <laughs> that turned out to be an overnight stay in the emergency room because he looked like he was he was dying i mean it was just unbelievable what happened in the span of 30 minutes he went from a normal cat to literally look like he was on his last legs and so i rushed him to the to the vet they wound up doing test after test. He stayed the night. Basically picked him up the next day, like late in the day. Yeah, no, he's he's a good cat. Like, okay, well, what was it? Not sure. Um, all the tests came back normal. The one possibility, it might have been a seizure, but we're really not sure. It's not really indicating that. That was $4,000 to get zero answers. I'm sorry. $3,988. Hey, the only reason I'm laughing is because I've been there, man. It's unbelievable. And that it's not good to not know anything. We still have no idea what it was. Yeah, that's not good. Could happen again. Yeah, the overnight stay. Yeah, the overnight stay. And this, you know, I remembered another one uh, while you were talking about this with Romeo, where I actually, I, I knew more than the vet did at this point and that drove me nuts yeah that's not good so we, we went i think i might have told you this story before so we took him over to the beach now because he's so old he has lost his teeth over you know some teeth over the years right so his, his tongue like hangs out of the side <laughs> of his mouth a lot so when he puts his his head down and he was we kept him in the shade at the beach and when he put his head down his tongue would hit the sand you know and I wasn't realizing, like, how much sand he was ingesting because of this, right? Mm. So he is not feeling well. And I and I bring him to the vet. And they say, I, I told him, I said, I think, you know, he ate a lot of sand. And it's in his stomach and he's not feeling well. And the vet's going, no, no, no. I mean, the only time we have dogs that come in here with sand problems is, like, these labs that go to the beach. They're puppies and they just they eat, like, a pound and a half of sand. And then they Ugh. get sick. And I'm like, oh, he's like, it's probably something else. I'm like, can you at least look? Like, I actually will pay for whatever x-ray to look. No, we don't feel that that's necessary. <laughs> uh, send him home. See if he feels better in a couple hours. All right, we send him home. He's worse. So I bring him back. I say, can you do the effing x-ray and tell me if there's sand in his stomach? Because I think yeah. that's what's going on. All right, so we bring him back right before that vet closes. 
they they say, yeah, actually his stomach is filled with sand, but we're going to close in an hour, so we got to send you to the emergency vet where they oh, had to keep no. him where they had to keep him overnight, okay, and run fluids through him so he could pass the sand, which they could, we could have done at home if those idiots would have done the X-ray the first time around and listened to me and didn't say, oh, listen, we we know that you know googling stuff isn't the right thing to do and blah blah blah. I'm like, I I, I didn't Google it, I watched it. I watched wow. it happen. So I remember that one. That was another, you know, at least a thousand for, oh, for sure. that. Oh, I'm sure. But you ever luckily, wonder? He's okay. <laughs> you, I always talk to Al about this too, because like you just said, but there's a thousand bucks. Like my cat, four thousand. Whatever happened to the value of a hundred bucks? Oh, it's gone. Absolutely like it doesn't. Gone. You go to the now. I have a very good mechanic. This guy Phil does an amazing job on anything I ever need from him. He's great. But you go to like a. You know, most mechanics, for for the most part, I'm not saying for an oil change. I'm not saying that. But, like, their hourly rates are pretty steep. And anything you do is, well, it'll be 250 yeah. Like, <laughs> what? For, to put that in, it took you 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you well, know, that's, that's, and there's, they got you. I mean, God bless them. They can do something we can't. Um, yeah. But it really is amazing. Take a, you go to the doctor. Oh, that'll be a $75 vis. You just said two words to me. And then you look yeah. at the bill. It's like, what? It really is. Well, it's amazing. Well, the boat's another one. I mean, that's why they say boat stands for break out another yes. thousand because everything that the boat happens with the boat is a thousand dollars. You know, I and have then, heard of that, and it is yeah, that's tough. I, I I always said you know I never had dreams of being you know having uh, over the top wealth. I know everybody says oh you know I win the lottery or this and that. You know this is what you would do. I mean everybody thinks about that, but it's never something that I said you know I have to achieve in my life. You know wealth. The only thing I ever wanted to do is to achieve. The ability to when a twelve hundred dollar bill gets put in front of me, I don't feel like my life is ending because there was a long. <laughs> well, a you long didn't feel str- like that in Miami, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> right? Hey, what a horrendous dinner that was for twelve hundred bucks and no dessert. We sat there for forty five minutes and everybody just people started leaving. Kim uh, still tells that story to people. <laughs> oh God, horrendous. Um, <laughs> you know, I never put in for the Super Bowl. I I wasn't going to put that dinner in anyway because that was not that's not what you do um but uh, the other super bowl stuff like the the flight and everything like i didn't must put be in nice a, a single thing i didn't mean it's just you know what you it, forgot i w- it's not so much i forgot i usually usually takes me a couple months to get my crap together anyway with that and then all this thing hit and then i was yeah. like i'm not gonna put in that now when the company's asking us to do this this and this you know it's like there's yeah. just no way so i just i totally forgot about it and whatever but i'll just use that as a chip in the future but That's um, right. but anyway, so yeah, I, there's a long stretch of my life where like you know you'd get this bill and it'd be twelve hundred dollars and you'd be like oh my god or fifteen hundred bucks whatever it was and you'd be like my life's over I'm never going to be able to pay this this is a disaster uh, but uh, yeah that's that's the worst feeling ever. Well, luckily you're beyond that point now, so we're all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what this we'll see what this dog vet bill is. It's a very good point. Very we'll good see, point. We'll see how far beyond it I am. Twenty after five on the fan on a Tuesday morning, and we take you until Boomer and Geo sticks around at six for his own show. Alan Jerry now offering curbside delivery. Twenty-five after five Tuesday morning. Great to have you with us. The warm-up show taken to Boomer and Geo at 6. couple of things. I started, I mentioned Cornhole and the Yankees uh, from last night, G. And so a uh, couple of things from this Yankee game, number one. Um, I know you use FanDuel. I use BetMGM. And I decided I'm going to try and do a baseball game, or I guess a game of the day. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's start with the Phillies and the Yankees. It's preseason, which means whatever. Flip a coin. And so I wound up taking the Phillies last night. Not a big deal also. 
or so I planned to. Uh, the day got away from me. I forgot I had to get over uh, to where we play, and so I completely forgot to put it in. And then I find out that the game at the end, it was 2-2. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. So I get home, and I got to check it out. I'm like, oh, Aaron Judge hit a home run. I got to see Ford hit a home run. And two things, as I then looked a little deeper, I find out, one, that I guess the box score, whether it was ESPN or MLB, whoever it was, put the Ford home run in at 680 feet, which I watched the replay of the home run, and it was a monster shot, don't get me wrong. Not 680 feet, though. So, And I'm like, oh, that'll be changed in the morning. I looked this morning. It's still listed at 680 feet. So that that was kind of goofy. Yeah, I mean, please. Now, that happened in the ninth inning. It was a 2-1 game. He ties it up. And then the other thing is the Aaron Judge home run in the fifth inning comes after the fifth inning was over. And I'm like, <laughs> Three outs, huh? hit a home run. Yeah, yep. really weird. So I guess the Yankees hit into a double play, and Joe Girardi's like, we need Velasquez to get his pitch count up a little bit higher. Can we throw another batter? And, of course, it's Aaron Judge. And the whole thing was so goofy that as he rounds second, he wants to run back into the dugout, and the umpire's like, no, no, you got to run around the bases and, and finish and go tag up if you want. Not that it counts anyway. It's preseason. But just a weird, weird night in the Bronx, though. And so – then I'm thinking, all right, well, I said I was going to make the pick. I was going to take the Phillies. I was in line to win, although I forgot to put the bet in. And then on top of that, you get the old preseason push when you go money line. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank goodness you didn't get the bet in because you'd be driving yourself crazy. But, you know, if you would have bet and, lo- well, not lost, but it would have been a push, I would have told you this is why you don't bet on exhibition games because anything <laughs> can happen, right? Yeah, but fun, I though. mean, this is the – yeah, it is It is fun. And when the real game starts, it'll be a lot of fun. And then the over-under – this will be a great – I said this yesterday. This is, what a great year to do a, a season over-under. Gambling because problem. Because it's a sprint. You know? Yeah, you don't, have to, you don't have to wait six months. It is a yeah, it's a it's a it's a sprint, but yeah, the the exhibition betting on exhibition games, gambling man, problem. I tell you, <laughs> and now, you <laughs> know that, what? Just having some fun with it, you know, you know, not that, that big JJ? a deal. That's JJ. That's JJ gambling problem. <laughs> yeah, that is JJ. So man, pretty I wild. Heard his voice in a I haven't heard his voice in a long time because of no commute, and then he ended yeah. up moving his healthy shift. So healthy, healthy gambling well, problem. You're also never uh, in the car anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's it's very, very rare. So you know how people say you can judge your friends on whether or not if you ask them help to move that they will help you out? Yeah. Or if the, So that's like a, that's a thing. It's like, you know, how Seinfeld, there was that whole episode, too. Would you would you ask them or would you help them move or whatever? So I, I equate this same thing to when we get these beach houses for a week over at uh, Fire Island. When I ask people to help me with that, it's essentially the same thing. Because you're moving into a place, you all the food, everything goes over there, and it's like it's like moving, except that you're not bringing furniture. It's everything else that you would bring for a week, but you're not bringing furniture. So this one guy tells me, friend of mine, he goes, "Listen, I I can help you. You know, I just had back surgery, but I want to be there for you. I I can't really lift big things, but I'll help you arrange the stuff in the house because my wife's sort of going to be." out of commission when I moved the stuff into the house. So I said, that's great. So I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row because now it's it's up to me to get this thing ready. So I'm calling people yesterday, see if they've they've got, you know, one guy, yeah, ready to go, ready to help you. So I call up this guy who told me that he could arrange stuff in a house, you know, who's willing to help me even after back surgery. And I say to him, so you, you still in? I, I need you. I'm just trying to check just to make sure, you know, it's Monday before the Friday that we're going into the house. And he goes, yeah, oh, man, I'm sorry. I said, what? Yeah. What happened? 
I forgot. You know, Friday's my anniversary. I'm like, oh, you dope. I mean, the guy's been married 10 years, and he forgot that it was his anniversary, and he was going to spend, because he was going to go over there, help me with the house, On and Friday. then, like, stay, yeah, stay and, and hang out. And city, <laughs> I'm like, how do you forget? I mean, do people routinely forget their anniversary? Because this seems to be, like, a thing amongst my friends who forget, like, oh, I forgot it was my anniversary. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, are you lying to me? Because I don't remember when your anniversary is. I, I thought he maybe he was lying to me. I don't think people forget, but I think with this time now where you're really not making plans. So for us, you for the last several years, we've tried to go somewhere, even if it's just for a couple of nights or three nights, something like that. Last year we went away for almost a week, which was really nice as the kids have gotten bigger. Um, I think it's easy to remember because then there's a reason why. It's not just an anniversary and a date. It's, all right, we're going to go do this for a couple of days. I mean, right now, where are you going? I mean, I guess you could say we're gonna go. We're gonna go have outdoor dining, I guess. But I don't right. think you're sitting there like, oh, okay, that's next Friday. We're going here. Or we're doing this. I think it's just. I hate to say it, but it just falls like another day on the calendar. I got, my anniversary came and went this year. It was hey, happy anniversary. Yep, you too. Okay, great. Let's uh, let's we keep actually, looking at the walls. You know. Yeah, we did. We did go out to outdoor dining on our anniversary on June 20th. We did do that, and actually, it worked out great. It was awesome, and and the place was was filled out while well, the patio outside was every table was filled and they were far apart didn't worry about anything uh was not an issue i actually have not gone back to outdoor dining since then not because of really? the experience yeah we just haven't done it we've done a lot of stuff at the house ever since i got this patio done I'm, we're out there we got the the furniture and the table and we're grilling and we're eating out there it's sort of just been the thing we've done yeah, it's been. I, yeah, I'm. I'm actually surprised myself that we haven't gone somewhere else. But we haven't. That's been it. That's been the one place we have we have eaten outside. Yeah, I, you know, I'm. I'm saying, really, I guess we've only done it maybe a handful of times too. Maybe three times we've gone out. It's still we've still done, you know, the takeout, and we're outside, you yeah. know, in the backyard often. But I guess we've probably gone out and sat down probably three. Probably three times, I would say, which is probably not enough. But, we, you know, the issue is we're really not going to go during the week because we get up so early. And then the weekends have been packed with games now that we've been back with that whole scenario. Um, we just haven't done it. Um, but, you know, whatever. So it's, it does feel like things are slowly coming back, although I know I look at the rest of the country now. How about the fact that this is interesting to me. Have you seen the studies on this Oxford vaccine trial? Yes, I've, I've read a couple articles on it. Now, yeah. I was actually stunned. So I put the CBS news on, I guess the evening news, but they do it overnight. So it's whatever they did nationally late last night. And 3.30 in the morning it was on. It's on at 3.30, and I think it repeats at 4 a.m. And they led with it. I was like, wait a minute. That's good news. They just led with good news. And the slant was positive. Hmm. So that I thought this was good, that maybe we're, we're, we're getting to a place where we can see the end, maybe. We'll see. Now, remember I said to you yesterday it was something I wanted to bring up to you because there was one story yesterday that bothered me, and that was it wasn't CBS. I forget what network I was watching, and it was really no mention of the Oxford vaccine, which I was reading all over the place, had these great reviews and it's surpassing expectations and they're going to have, they might have a billion doses ready by late fall, not January or February, but maybe by October, November, which would be outstanding, complete game changer. And you know what the lead story was about the, uh, the coronavirus on that network I watched? What's that? 
there's good news on the vaccine front, but it might be a problem getting it to everybody because there's not enough <laughs> glass vials made. Like, come on. <laughs> That's really where we're going here. I, it's just it's almost as if hey we got really good news all right how can we wait how can we make it worse and that's what it's, they came up with it's like every time i would try to give positive news about sports starting up and then boomer would say but what if somebody <laughs> dies and i go i don't know damn hey, it you boomer. got me again i don't have an answer for that boomer can't do that today these covid tests from from the nhl and the nba are outstanding i mean oh, almost nobody Really, I mean, the NBA, I think, I want to say out of almost 400 tests, only two came back positive, and the NHL one, or maybe none, and the NHL one was 2,400 tests, and that had two positives. Out of 2,400? Like, those are great numbers. Airbags went off and everything else, the car was totaled, but if he were in a sedan, (laughs) he would be at a headless funeral. (laughs) Oh, oh Boomer! Yeah that, yeah. yeah, that was that was a real statement. That uh, sounds about <laughs> right, <laughs> man. You know, there there is some some crazy stories out there now that are that are not to do with coronavirus, but to do with like I don't even know if I want to go down this road. But I just I thought about the headless funeral thing. I oh, thought about God. the guy getting getting chopped up last week. That whole story. That you know, story is sickening. I know, and it's, it was his former assistant I know. I know. who I apparently stole from him $100,000, and he didn't want to pay the debt back, so then he decided, this is the way I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to chop him up. Then his cousin, the guy who got murdered, showed up at the house for like a, a well check to see if he was there, and that's why the guy left in the middle of doing that. And now you see this crazy maniac who got diagnosed with cancer and was terminal, and allegedly, because this is what they believe, and he is now since uh, committed suicide, he was going Ugh. out and he was picking off judges and other people who opposed him. He was the guy that, you know, that judge who had her son killed yeah. at her house and he showed yeah. up in a FedEx uniform. Yep. They think the suspect is this guy who was a lawyer who was just basically exacting revenge on his opposers and enemies. Boy. I mean, there are some just effed up stories I, I i know there always is if you search for them but these two that have happened locally are movie script type yes. disgusting stuff it's crazy i agree i it's and you guys watch these shows all the time i don't understand what people think they're going to get away with i really don't i mean even in the case of the first horrific story that you brought up i mean what goes through somebody's mind to come up with that idea, to hire someone to do that to another human being. And then wh- what? Uh, how do you live with yourself? Even if they don't catch you, how do you how do you sleep at night? Yeah. Just, I mean, some you bad be, people out there. Yeah, I know. You got to be extremely mentally ill. And speaking of mentally ill, did you see uh, Kanye West's Twitter rant before he ended up deleting most of it? He just No, he so, all right, end. so hold on a second. So he announces last weekend he's going to run for the presidency. Right. Then we find out he's not. And now mm-hmm. what? I did not see. I just saw what? I saw on Google there was a headline with him. I didn't see what it was. All right. So he ended up having a campaign rally in South Carolina where he when? was in uh, two days ago, I think. Okay. And it was over the weekend at some point. It was either Saturday night into Sunday, something like that. So he goes off the deep end with the microphone, is saying all sorts of stuff about, you know, his his the first child he had with Kim and and abortion and weird things with that, and then he also said that 
Harriet Tubman didn't really free the slaves. She just had them go work for other white people. This is what he says. And it's all caught on video. People are losing their minds because he's saying all these just untrue, crazy things. So then all the stories come out about how Kim Kardashian, who, of course, they're married, is is concerned with his, his mental health and this and that. To me, of course, she's also thinking not only is my husband losing it, but he's saying stuff that could cost me money, sure. right? Because we understand the world we're living in, and not a lot of people get passes. So Kanye then, last night, goes on this incoherent Twitter rant, and most of it is now deleted uh, from what I can see. But, you know, he's going after Kris Jenner, um, Kris Jenner's boyfriend. You're not allowed around my children. Wow. Um, he goes, everybody knows the movie Get Out is about me. He goes, I put my life on the line for my children um, that North's mother would never sell her sex tape. I mean, oh, boy. Yeah. Sounds like so someone might have, yeah, had a rough night. I put my life on my God that North's mom would never photograph her doing Playboy, and that's on God. I'm at the ranch. Come and get me. I mean, he just went on and on and on. Um, and then basically said that he, uh, Kim tried to commit him against his will and try to put him in a place like the movie Get Out. He did reference Get Out again. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's craziness. And it's sad, too, because the guy clearly, I mean, this is not a publicity stunt, in my opinion. No, not if you're posting that stuff. Uh, he's he's completely lost it. And I, I don't know if he's on some sort of medication that he is now off of or whatever it is. But it is it is flat out sad right now, and it's it's bad. Like it's wow. and, so, and the, people will sit there and they'll laugh at it, or you know they'll they'll make a, a tweet like you know Kim go get your man and stuff like this. But I mean this is it's beyond it's not funny. I mean it's it's entertainment because these people are in that field, and we just look at everything they do as entertainment. But this goes beyond that. Uh, this is not entertainment. This is real life. This is a man who's struggling with serious mental issues. And if someone doesn't get it under control for him, because I don't believe he's capable of getting it under control himself, God knows what will happen. 20 in front of 6. We're going to take a break. I'm going to check out these tweets or whatever is left of them. And then Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour on the fan. What a drag it is getting old. Alan Jerry, this is the new normal. Well done, Eddie. Quarter to six on the fan. It's the warm-up show until the top of the hour. Boomer and Geo then. And I think it's fair to say, as G sits in for Al, who is on vacation this week, life is about perspective. And I think as we are now nine days away from NBA games, we are just a few days away from the baseball opener. We also got hockey coming up next week, too. It's always good to keep things in the right perspective and have a good frame of mind. I'm going to read you a quote, and you tell me who this is. Is that fair? You think you can do this? Okay. Sure. All right, now. Is it in the now the, the person who this is? Can you narrow it down a little bit? Like, I will tell this... you it's the realm of the NBA. Okay, very good. All right, people have been complaining. Some have, some have not. But complaining about the whole bubble life and, and what it's been like with the hotel rooms and the food and blah, 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 blah. Here's the quote, and I love this quote because this hits the nail on the head for me. Quote, let's be clear. This is not Syria. It's not that hard. We're living at a bloody resort. Everyone is going to complain. Everyone has their own preferences. Nothing too serious, though. Just a bit of dry food here and there, but overall terrific. 
Yeah, it's uh, what's his key word from, there uh, from uh, New Zealand, uh, Stephen, uh, whatever his name. Look is. at you, Stephen Adams. Bloody yeah, Resort got it right. Uh, yes, and uh, he also said something yesterday when he was asked. I guess it's his birthday coming up or whatever, and someone asked what he was going to do. And instead of going to get something to eat, he said, I'll have a feed. Yes, he said he's going to play a bit of chess and have a feed. <laughs> have a feed. So I was wondering, can I start using that, and will people accept it? Like, oh, what are you doing tonight? I don't know. Have a feed, probably go to bed early. I think you should. Here's what I think. I think next time you're ready to do your outdoor dining, I think yeah. you should, middle of the day, Gina, what do you think? You want to go out and have a feed tonight? <laughs> And just what? and if you could, I'm serious. If you could plant your plant your phone and record it to get the reaction. <laughs> well, you never heard that before. Yeah, People have a feed all over the world. Yeah, make make it seem like she's the crazy one, right? Yes. Yeah, have a feed. You know, we do it three times a day, maybe more. Sometimes we snack, we feed. I mean, have on, a feed. It is yeah. a new one. I've never. I guess that's one in New Zealand. I guess they use. So yeah. and I I like I just like that certain guys have come out and LeBron's been good too. He basically called it like summer camp for adults. You know, a lot of these guys there hasn't been too much complaining. I guess it's like life and you know, the people that complain and yell sometimes, you know, get more notifi- uh, notoriety than the people that just are good with the way things are. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, so we've heard from a select few that aren't happy, but for the most part, it doesn't seem like too many people are complaining. And as Cantor, when you know, was, was talking about how great their practices have been. Enos. Ennis, uh, practices have been with the Celtics. LeBron seems to be happy. But then again, you got guys like Dwight Howard who's complaining about wearing a mask. Because And I get his point. They're being tested every single day. They're supposed to be in this bubble mentality. But it's like, just put the mask on. Like, it's not that big yeah. a deal. I mean, it really, you know, it just shows you, though, like certain perspective. I mean, Dwight Howard's been, and I don't know much about Dwight Howard's upbringing, but he's been in the NBA for a very, very long time. And he's made a ton of money. You know, he was right out of high school, right? He was 18. Yeah. So, I mean, he's someone that you know has gotten used to the lifestyle. Now, Stephen Adams had a very, very modest upbringing in New Zealand. I was there, actually, in Pittsburgh when he played that one year at Pitt. I could not believe that he ended up going to the NBA after the one year. It didn't seem ready. Um, right. But he did it because his family needed money, quite frankly. I mean, his it came from, from poverty, so he's got a different perspective. I mean, Ennis Cantor has had the Turkish government trying to kill him for the last 10 years because yeah. of stuff that he said. And I say that, you know, flippantly, but quite frankly, that's sort of the truth. Uh, they, if they ever got their hands on him, God knows, he'd probably be in jail somewhere. So, like, he's got perspective on these things. And there's there's a bunch of other guys who also have perspective. But you know, the, the ones who have been in the NBA for a very, very long time and have gotten used to this lifestyle are the ones that are like, I, I don't know if I can do this. And plus their whole quarantine was existing in a giant mansion uh, that they earned. Uh, yeah. But when you get taken out of that, and you get thrown into a uh, a modest Disney resort, then you know you, this is where the complaining comes from. I got to be honest; seems lovely to me. Yeah, of course, seems lovely to me too. But I'm also not a guy who has made like thirty million dollars in a year and has several different residents and a private chef. Understood. And then I and then I get a a box of crackers and fruit, you know. So I mean, listen, th- could be delicious. Th- them complaining is such a bad look for the everyday person. Um, and it's it's frustrating, but you got to remember they're just they're living a different life. You know, it's just a totally oh, I remember. different I know. world. 
I know, I know, I know. I guess also they want they want the private chef like when you make enough money, you're going to have. We have to take a quick break oh, yeah. because we're running late this hour. Uh, so much to get to, and Boomer and Geo will do that at 6. Right now, though, a Radio.com sportsman. And Amy Lawrence looking back fondly to the days prior to this mess that we're living in. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. I only got a couple more minutes till we get to the top of the hour. One other thing, sort of sports-related, fan-related. New Jersey came out yesterday, Phil Murphy, G, uh, and said uh, a cap of 500 people for gatherings, including uh, athletic events. And so the Giants and Jets are, as of now, going forward without fans, and Rutgers will not have fans of football games. And I guess, you know, this goes to what we've discussed in the past, and I what I can't wrap my head around is when you've got a building that holds 80,000 people, how is it possible that you're going to tell me you can't put 5,000 people really very reasonably spaced to where there's going to be no effect in such a monstrosity of a building? 500? You're going to tell me you can't put 5,000 people in there safely? Yeah, you should be able to. I mean, maybe the governor is thinking if I say this is allowed, then other people are going to try to uh, force their hand when it comes to other large gatherings. I don't even want to open up that can of worms. We're doing so well here. Uh, We don't need to force this particular thing. You think about all the TV money that the NFL teams get anyway. I know it's still going to be a financial, massive financial loss. I mean, maybe he's thinking that. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Same thing with baseball. I mean, we saw – how expensive these stadiums are uh, when there's no fans in there it really gives you that perspective. You should be able to do that, but maybe it's just one of those things where like, we're dealing with so much other stuff right now. This is not necessary at this particular point, and we just don't want to play But around. you know what, though? I think it is necessary for certain people's state of mind. I think it would be a nice respite for some people to get out and actually leave their house and do it in a safe manner. Again, I didn't say put 50,000 out of 80,000. Yankees baseball is back. 